Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, we're talking with Dr. Tom Copeland, Director of Research at the Centennial Institute on his latest op-ed. He went and looked at basically the media coverage of American imprisoned hostages. I think hostages is a fair term in places like Russia and why Brittany Griner got all this coverage. I mean, a magnitude of 10 coverage versus the Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich. And he's coming up now on his seventh month being imprisoned. They just extended his imprisonment in Russia. And the media covers him about once a week, whereas with Brittany Griner, they were covering her more than once a day. So there's a huge disparity in the media coverage. Tom, what does this ultimately mean for those that are imprisoned? Well, I think it means that, uh, you know, they can look at the Brittany Griner case and see that clearly public pressure on the White House forces them to take action. Um, but these other folks, you know, Gershkovich has the backing of the Wall Street Journal, but the White House isn't going to pay attention to conservative newspaper. Um, and, and the other gentleman, you know, Paul Whelan, uh, his, his brother was on Fox News this morning talking about the recent the, the attack on him uh, yesterday in a Russian prison. Uh, but American teacher Mark Fogel, you know, he doesn't have a, you know, a huge you know, public presence. And they've covered him six times in 27 months. So, you know, they're, they're intentionally ignoring these folks. And I think the, the, the message, again, to the, to the families basically is, unless you can bring enormous pressure to bear on the White House, you're just not going to get any help in releasing your, your, your family member. What is that, your reflection, uh, you're a historian, reflect on that with America's commitment to bringing those home. I mean, it, it, that's, a, that's like a gut punch, Tom. Well, it really is. And, you know, the idea of, of no man left behind certainly emerges from the, the courage of the U.S. military um, and the Marine Corps. But, um, you know, we, we do have this principle that we don't believe that American citizens should be, you know, incarcerated wrongly in other countries. Now, you know, if you break the law in another country, the consequences are on you. But it depends on where you are, right? If you have a drunk driving offense in Germany, you should serve the, you should serve the, the sentence. But, if you're merely going about your business in Russia or China, uh, you should not be detained basically because you're an American and because they want a hostage. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's so, I don't know, it's un-American, it's anti-American to, to not put more effort into uh, getting these hostages back. Now, I do want to say the question of, you know, the, the government obviously is doing some things behind the scenes that we don't, that we don't know about. And we, and we pray that it's much more than what's public, but, all the way back to Washington and Jefferson. You know, Washington had spies during the Revolutionary War. He got Congress to, to allocate some funding for him to basically secretly fund spies. So he was very much, you know, the government may have to keep some secrets from its own people. Thomas Jefferson, last thing he wanted, right? We don't want the government to keep anything from us. But there are situations like this where uh, we don't necessarily want the government revealing, you know, the insides of these, these negotiations. But I think just the fact that, you know, they can make progress within 10 months. In fact, in five months, they're offering a major uh, exchange for Griner versus these other folks who, at least visibly, the progress is nowhere close to what they what they had done. So it's I think it's a real question mark for uh, particularly the Biden administration. But I'd have to say uh, the past couple of administrations have been, been challenged by finding a way to bring Americans home. 
But there's more than just pressure on the White House that's at stake here, right? This is kind of intersectionality gone awry, where you're elevating people based upon victim status. And the greater the victim you are, the more attention that you get, the more um, focus, the harder we're going to work for, you know, so if you're the, it, it comes down to color, sexuality, gender, all that stuff, um, we're, th- then you're a really serious victim that we're going to cover. It's not just fame. Um, it's not just the idea that Americans are being imprisoned, therefore we're going to go out there. You're dealing with kind of leftist Marxist intersectionality that's driving our government's willingness to put some energy behind getting you out of prison. Well, I think that's exactly right. I think the called the cultural Marxism where you know everyone is either an oppressor or they're oppressed. And so your status goes up the more oppressed you are. And so this you know, intersectionality, intersectionality means... You know, well, if you're a member of a racial minority and then a gender minority and then a gender preference minority, you know, the more those things intersect, the more of a victim you are. And, uh, you know, Brittany Griner uh, clearly checks checks those boxes in ways that, you know, particularly let's say Mark Fogel. You know, he's a 61 year old um, white male teacher from Pennsylvania. He'd been teaching in Russia uh, at an American Academy there for a number of years. He doesn't check any of those boxes. And so there's there's less interest in the human rights community, for example, over the situation that he's in versus the, you know, the inhumanitarian um, situation the Griner was in. Let's switch now over to the kind of Hamas Israeli prisoner exchange. It's not even it's not a prisoner exchange. That was wrong to even mention that it is a prisoner for hostage exchange that's taking place. The seizure of American hostages by Hamas in Gaza is is the only situation where media interest and top-level diplomatic efforts seem to coincide. Otherwise, the White House does not appear to be making much progress on freeing the Americans in the clutches of Russia, China, or others, and thus the legacy media does not pay attention to their plight, you write. Have these countries figured out, like Hamas, for instance, that they can kidnap a 10-month-old baby and then leverage that? to get what they want. I mean, Russia's kind of figured that out, that they can take in Brittany Griner, Mark Fogel, Wall Street Journal reporters, and now we've got a ticket to be able to get what we want out of America, especially when we have a weak executive. Well, you know, I think it's on on two sides. Um, Yes, the the U.S. just paid effectively billions of dollars to release five Americans um, from from Iranian proxies and so on. So we're clearly willing to to cash out if we have to to bring hostages back. Um, they currently have more than double that number still in Gaza. But Hamas also learned in 2006 they dug a tunnel under the Israeli border and seized an Israeli soldier named Gilad Shalit. They kept him for five years um, in imprisonment. And I hate to say it, but it's conceivable that the that Hamas might do that with some of these uh, these new hostages five too. Five years, yeah. Five, that what, bro what, had to sit there for five years with those yeah. crazies. Holy yeah. cow! And you know there was immense public pressure uh, in Israel to uh, to bring him home. His family was very vocal and so on, as you know as they rightly were. Ultimately, the, gov- the Israeli government basically gave away a thousand Palestinian prisoners. Um, you know, serving jail terms, not political crimes, but serving jail terms for criminal activity, returned a thousand for one soldier. So, uh, you know, and, and you clearly see a ratio like that in the current you know, so-called exchange, right? 
Hamas frees, you know, for every one prisoner of every hostage they release, the Israelis are supposed to release three prisoners from their prisons. And so, you know, the ratio is still completely disproportionate. You know, why isn't it one to one? Um, well, it's because honestly, they know that we value human life more than they do. And to them, the lives of the Palestinian people that they're getting out of Israeli prisons doesn't really mean much. But to particularly to Israel with a very small population and to you know, Western values, we value humans enormously. And so we're going to place you know, enormous value on the hostages. But that's what makes it curious that the media just doesn't pay attention to these hostages. That's, I, just, I just don't get that. I guess I, I'm confused as to why the United States, or, or even Israel in this case, doesn't declare the taking of innocent people as a war crime drive into Palestine, um, refuse to do a ceasefire until all of them are released and and put them on their back, so to speak. I mean, I, 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 you know, I've read The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Why not negotiate from a position of strength and say, this is what you did was a very serious crime. You're going to pay big time as opposed to putting us in a defensive position where we're trading three for one or with Brittany Griner, a war criminal for a WNBA basketball player. Why don't we step up and get a lot stronger on this stuff? Well, you know, the, the context has to be taken into consideration. You know, the American president is listening to, what, 320 million Americans. The Israeli prime minister, Netanyahu, is listening to about 10 million people. And so any small voice in Israel is amplified much more. So you saw a couple of weeks ago, you know, families of hostages marched from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, took a couple of days, you know, the enormous pressure on Netanyahu to try to bring them back. In particular, in, I mean, especially in Hamas did this on purpose, right? There were elderly people who were sick. But, the, but they, um, they, they know, decided to go to war. Why not just, I mean, put the hammer down? You're going to, I mean, we'll, we'll clear out the entire country if we need to. You give us our people back. Well, I, I don't have a good answer to that, except just uh, to reiterate, I, I just think that the pressure on Netanyahu internally uh, is much stronger than what it is here in the U.S. Okay. That's, the only thing, that's the only thing that I can really uh, put a finger on, I think. Hmm. Well, what about the Biden administration versus like a Trump administration approach to hostages? Do we see anything different under a Trump administration? Well, that's a good question. You know, some of these folks uh, like Fogel was arrested in uh, 2018 or I'm sorry, um, it was Paul Whelan who was arrested in 2018. I know there were efforts uh, in the Trump years, but, you know, Russia, well, when he was when he was seized, uh, it was in the middle of more Russia-American tension and so on. So I don't know that uh, there's any no- noticeable difference, perhaps, between the administrations. Um, because, again, we're dealing with, you know, we're dealing with Russia, China, you know, these autocratic countries and terrorist organizations in Iran and so on. We're just not going to get very far with them in some ways. Tom, thanks so much for being on the show. Friends, you're not going to want to miss this next segment. This new case developing out of Vermont, this group of Christian basketball players they forfeited because they didn't want to play a six foot tall dude and as a result the state of Vermont is coming after them we have all those details and more stick around you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University we'll be right back 